Y Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you. Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcast putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting advice and guidance in your ear. Zweig Group's team of experts have spent more than three decades elevating the industry by helping AEP and environmental consulting firms thrive. And these podcasts deliver invaluable management, industry, client, marketing, and HR advice directly to you free of charge. The Zweig Letter Podcasts, elevating the design industry one episode at a time. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited to be with you today. I am here with Dathan Gaskell. Dathan is the new managing director at Zweig Group, and uh, Dathan is doing something brand new, and I wanted to introduce him to the Zweig Letter podcast audience. I wanted to introduce him to the Zweig Group audience in general because he's new on the scene, and I'm just getting a chance to meet him for the first time today myself, and I'm really excited to connect with him. But he's got some great things to share, and I, I certainly want you guys, if you're listening to this episode, like I tell you a lot of times, please, you may want to take some notes. You may want to get pen and paper out and, and just listen to what Dathan has to say. I think there's going to be some real valuable nuggets shared on this podcast episode. So without further ado, Dathan Gaskell, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Randy, and thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm very glad to be here and talk about this. It's an exciting platform that we are working on and developing, and we're going to implement. Chad's uh, mission at Zweig is always to elevate the industry, and he has given me an opportunity here to proceed down this path, if you will, of taking risk management to another level for the A&E industry. We're excited about that. I go back a long way in terms of my financial career. Uh, I've been in the business about 30 years one way or another. I've been everything from a programmer to an equity analyst to a treasurer to head of M&A. And most recently, my posting was as CFO of Garver, a fantastic firm located in um, Little Rock, Arkansas. And now I'm on to a new adventure. Chad and his crew have invited me to essentially pioneer and implement this opportunity where managing risk, as I mentioned a little earlier, goes away from just being a liability to being an asset. So we're pretty fired up about it. Okay. I love that. I love that. So tell me a little bit about your, I mean, you gave me kind of the rundown of, of uh, you know, what you've done and what you've had experience with in the past. I always like my audience just to kind of know a little bit more, but just give us a little bit more of a glimpse of your your superhero origin story, how you got to where you are today. And honestly, what, really, what what has, I mean, because it wasn't like you've been doing this, this type of uh, risk work 
since day one, but what really kind of propelled you into that area? Randy, it's a great question, and I'm, I'm glad we've only got 30 minutes, so it'll make <laughs> me keep my answer pretty short, okay? I'm a fairly non-traditional CFO type. I have an undergraduate in computer science and an MBA in finance, and I've done a lot of different things in my career. But if you boil it all down to the things that really excite me, it's being able to find solutions to problems and being able to fit circumstances to those solutions and make something happen that hopefully is a benefit to an organization, specifically in this case, uh, back to that earlier comment, elevating the A&E industry. So I've got a lot of analytical skills. I've got some people skills in the sense that I was able to be head of M&A at a public firm for a little while. And you really don't go through those things without being able to understand a little bit about the motivations on the other side of the table. Now that I'm looking at being able to help people manage risk, it's really easy to say, okay, let's think about this a little differently than what we have in the past. Let's take risk out of the pure liability category and let's make it a profit center. What we're doing in this risk management with these single entity, single parent captives is literally transforming what used to be just a cost into a competitive differentiator and a profit center. So my background of, of looking at a lot of different things in capital markets, looking at a lot of different things in M&A, looking at a lot of different things, having been a CFO and a treasurer and, and head of M&A, just comes together with this captive solution that we think is going to be very attractive to people because it's not just overhead. It's managing risk and making money managing risk. Yeah. And essentially, in, in, in this focus that you're talking about and this whole process, you are essentially allowing firms to become their own insurance carrier in some way, shape, or form. Is that, is that correct? That's okay. correct, Randy. Yeah. Insurance is, is always a little puzzling in the sense that you are buying protection, but you're also joining up with other people in terms of buying that protection. So you're going to underwrite a little bit of their cost. What a captive does is it allows you to go outside the traditional commercial market and insure some of your own risks, and in a good year, keep the profits that would have gone to someone else. That in and of itself is a different way, a little different way to look at it. But if you think about the cash flow and the profit impact from managing your own risk and writing your own policies under the uh, umbrella, if you will, of a wholly owned subsidiary, subsidiary for your own company, it opens up a vista of opportunities that people just traditionally don't think of when they think about insurance. Because insurance is kind of dull and boring and ugh, one of those things I have to put up with necessary evil. If you think about managing risk as a differentiator in for profit, it gets a little more exciting. Sure, sure. And this, just hearing you talk a little bit about this, it sounds like like obviously every design firm that's listening to this may not be appropriate for this type of process. So what, what, is, what is the ideal uh, organization type that will really benefit from this type of uh, program? That's a great, great question, Randy. There are two categories of firms, larger and smaller. Smaller firms can benefit from something that we are calling a group captive, where you're gathering people together that are not large enough to be able to benefit from a single parent captive. That's probably the people that are around 50 million and less in billings. 
if you're looking at people between 50, 75, and $100 million billings and up, those folks can really use the net benefit of a captive, depending on their practice areas, to actually save a lot of money in terms of what the parent pays for insurance and also profiting in years where claims are normal. If you have anomalous claims, you, you know, you're an insurance company, you, you may have a little bit of a, of a financial hit, but if you are normal in your claims, and that's where some of the team members come in to help you figure that out with this offering, you're actually going to make money and it's going to accrue to the parent's benefit. Okay. And is there some kind of backstop that firms have with regard to any really exorbitant claims that might come through potentially that would have to be met? Absolutely. One of the things that we do for firms is something we call an enterprise risk assessment or an ERA. That takes into account what people have as their risk from a client perspective, from an internal perspective, from a contract perspective, as well as what we think of as their enterprise risk or the risk to the company in the event of some sort of adverse happening or adverse claim. So at the end of the day, if you are assessed and you analyze all of the factors that go into your risk, you may be able to make some very profitable changes and very adept coverage changes that come about as a risk of this, uh, as a result of this enterprise risk assessment that we do and be able to see a more clear path to just something that's not threatening to your firm that maybe you didn't even know was threatening to your firm before. Yeah. And are, are you guys at Zui Group, are you going to have kind of like a, a staff of people that are able to kind of walk firms through this whole process so that they don't feel like, yeah, you signed us up for this, but now we don't know what to do next, right? It's like when people take online classes, it's like, okay, here's step A, here's step B, here's step C. And it's like, oh, I don't know what else to do. And it's like, so it sounds like there's going to be a lot of handholding and a lot of instruction on the part of Zwag. Absolutely, Randy. That's, an, an, you know, again, a terrific segue. One of the components of Zwag's offering is going to be something we're calling Executive in Residence or EIR. The Executive in Residence, which is primarily going to be me or somebody that I train to be able to do this, will be strictly for implementation. It's probably a 90, maybe 120-day process to stand up an internally owned single parent captive. That's underwriters, that's actuaries, that's accountants, that's legal, that's state departments of insurance. It, it's, um, it's complex in the sense of orchestrating the number of partners necessary to make one of these things stand up and work. It's not so complex from the standpoint of being able to make one run and get the benefits from it. So we're going to offer this EIR service, which will underscore people's opportunity, underwrite and underscore people's opportunity to implement a captive. And then we will do that for them, handhold and make sure that it is properly governed, properly set up and properly planned for in the strategic plan of the company. And then wander off and only be advisors to them at that point that it's up and viable. Yeah. So how long has this type of program existed within the AEC space when you think about that? And I, and I, and I only ask because I, you know, we were talking earlier before we started recording and I was mentioning our good friend from Zui Group, Dawson Fairco, who is part of uh, CTA and CTA does something 
it's not exactly the same thing, but it's it's the same idea of making firms aware of things that they may be missing out on doing for the bottom line of their organization. Mm-hmm. And in the case of CTA, their focus is on research development tax credits and how you benefit from that and how mm-hmm. you can reclaim some of the things that you do on a regular basis for your job as research tax credits. How long has this program been around and how long have AEC firms been taking advantage of this? Randy, the notion of captives have been around a long time. Adoption in the AEC world has been slow. It had its genesis sometime back with an offshore incorporation, the Bahamas, Bermuda, the Cayman Islands. And that is a little bit outside the sandbox for what is typically a pretty conservative group of people in the AEC business. So fast forward just a little bit, because the uh, the economic viability and the proper construction of captives, it's become much more mainstream. And people are now implementing captives as a business strategy first and not a tax strategy. The tax strategy side is viable, but it's not anything that we recommend. We recommend doing a captive strictly for the benefit of the business plan and its profitability. We can get into some technical detail on that, but let's just say that the business value of a captive goes way past taxes. It is not a tax strategy. So the historical impact of captives was first felt in the tax world, but as it became a little bit more intelligent in terms of its implementation, it became evident it's really a business strategy. So we're all about the business strategy side of a captive. And since AEC, the AEC industry is a on the balance on the whole, has been slow to adopt. We think this is a terrific time, especially with risk increasing in the industry with alternative project delivery and P3s and the like. Those things are going to lend themselves very, very well to people who are want to be more adept at managing risk. Yeah, I got you. And so you've, I like the fact that you said that that firms, that a lot of people listening to this, there are a lot of smaller firms, you know, 50 man shops, 50 man and woman shops, 100 her person shops. But I know there is a sweet spot in terms of size. You, you, you should be at a certain size that really can benefit you with this. What alternatives are you giving to people that may not quite meet the criteria for the type of firm that would really ideally benefit from this type of captive program? Well, Randy, all firms can benefit from a captive. It really takes two forms. There's something called a group captive where a collection of smaller firms band together to get the benefits of a captive, but they have to join together in order to be able to get some of those benefits, which again is in decreased cost and improved economics around risk management. But those people have to join up and incorporate something that we call a group captive. The single parent captive is for those firms that are slightly larger in the 75 million and up in terms of billings. We think anybody that is in that range of revenue is fully capable of underwriting five, six policies of their own to transform how they manage their own risk. They can ensure deductibles or retentions. They can absolutely underwrite individual policies. They can improve the costs of delivering benefits to their employees. They can change the way that they access 
the top end of the market, which is a question you asked a little while ago, Randy, about what is the cap on this? There's something called a stop loss, stop loss negotiations and stop loss policies and reinsurance policies that if you have a well-capitalized captive, you're able to access larger reinsurance markets than you can by yourself or through your local broker that gives you yet even more economic advantage. So there's really the sky is kind of the limit in terms of how you want to be able to structure these things. And at the end of the day, again, it's really about the enterprise risk assessment. We do that for free that says, okay, tell us your data, give us your data. We'll sign a confidentiality agreement, a non-disclosure agreement. We will analyze all of your claims history and your coverage data and present you with a program that we think will be the best way to optimize your insurance coverage and will deliver a pro forma to you that shows you how much money you're going to make. Yeah, I love that. And I appreciate you bearing with me because I really did want you to repeat that whole section because I think people need to hear that. Mm-hmm. But but let me ask you this. I'm a small firm. I hear this podcast. I'm kind of excited. I'm like, man, I need to, I need to have a call with Dathan and learn a little bit more about this. But I am a small firm. Is it incumbent upon me as a small firm owner to find other firms that might be appropriate to bring in? Or are you pulling those firms together to create that collective that you described earlier? I think we will pull the firms together to establish that collective, if you will. And and that's a good way to call it. It should not be the task or the obligation of the small firm owner to figure out who to partner with. Yeah, People in in small to medium-sized firms have plenty to do. <laughs> they don't they don't need to they don't need to have another set of obligations. Again, and this also is where the executive and residence program comes in. We are we are set, capable and willing and motivated to help people do that, either at the single parent captive level, which just means we'll help you stand it up, or to organize this thing in such a way that we will help people find others who want to do this that are just not large enough to benefit from the single parent captive. So we're, we're trying to ease the burden and help people implement something that we know that has a lot of economic value. Yeah. So it really sounds like you guys are going to be one-stop shopping for this. Somebody contacts you, even if they're not at that size where they can be that single, that single captive that you talked about. And I apologize if I misuse the, the, the lingo, but <laughs> They could be that if they're not qualified for doing that, then they can re- rely on Zwei Group to help them connect the dots as far as, you know, making it work and, Absolutely. and, and bringing other people in. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, you must be excited about building this team and getting this going. So, I mean. If, uh, Randy, if people could see my face right now, they would <laughs> they would say, yeah, that guy's fired up. Yeah, he's excited about it. So was it because you had some some success with this at Garver that really propelled you to say, you know what, I can do this elsewhere? Or, yes. or what was it? Was it simply that? Yes. yes. Okay. You know, it, it, taking nothing away from Garver, Garver is a, a great place to work, wonderful firm, but it was time for me to have another adventure. Sure. I am excited about this ability to literally, again, using Chad Kleinan's words, elevate the industry. I believe in engineering. I believe of the value add of that practice in, as a societal benefit. It produces wonderful things. And if we can make that industry function better, if we can make that industry less risky to its owners, if we can enhance the capacity to manage that risk, especially in the APD market, 
with increasing client risk shifting activities, then all the better. I mean, we, it's a rising tide lifts all boats kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it really is. And I, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's what Chad has been talking about for a few years now since he took over at Zweig Group. And, and certainly, you know, that was the same mandate that Mark Zweig had when he started the company. Mm, it was just elevating yes. the industry, yep. elevating the mindset, getting business owners that are design professionals, architects, engineers, environmental consultants, planners to just think differently. Yes. Right. And to, yes. to, to get to a place where A, they have a lot of pride in what their capabilities are and what they're able to do. And they recognize that the world sees it. Like I always tell design professionals, I mean, you guys are responsible for the built environment. Yes. And it's not yes. to be taken lightly, but a lot of times I have to get a lot of these folks, uh, design professionals to think a little bit more of themselves yes. than they currently are. Right. And yes. we all have to elevate our thinking as far as that's concerned. You bet. You bet, Randy. That's exactly right. And, and if we can do something that makes their life easier and helps the industry and have fun while we're doing it, you know, what's not to love? Sure. Sure. So I want to land this plane because I don't want to get, like I said, we, we, I talked about this before we started. I didn't want to get too far in the weeds with this because this, is, this conversation is more than just one podcast, more than just giving. I mean, it's, it's enough to give get the juices flowing. I want people listening to this to understand, okay, I heard what Dathan said. It sounds interesting. What's next? What would I need to do in order to determine if I am appropriate for this program? And, and again, with the idea that most firms are going to be appropriate in one way or the other. One way or another. But but how are, how are you guys at Zweig going to kind of quiz people or take people through a funnel, if you will, to determine what can be done for them? Randy, I think there's two or three things. We will be marketing the concept via blogs, via press release, via podcast. pitches, podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. So w what we want to do is, is really make the general education available in a variety of ways. Sure. Okay. Sure. When we sit down across the table from people and listen to them, I let them direct the conversation on what's important to them because it's different for different people, especially depending on your practice area. So I think that there is what I would call the general education that's appropriate for the kinds of differences that this program is going to make. And then there's very specific education that is applicable to a firm. And I think maybe, again, if you could see my face, you would understand it's evident anybody can call me to talk about this and I'll talk their leg off. <laughs> I mean, this is big fun for me. <laughs> right, right. Right. So any sort of education that, that I can use, irrespective of media, I will be more than happy to talk to people about it. And if somebody wants to just give us a call to talk very specifically about this or talk generally about it, sure. either way, we yeah. can, um, we will accommodate that level of interest and we will figure out how we can help you with it. Yeah. And we'll make sure we put your email and contact information in the show notes so people know how to reach out to you. Mm -hmm. And I may actually even have you share with me some articles or some things that might be worth adding to the show notes for sure. this particular episode that people can look into. Will there be a, a talk about this at the Elevate conference coming up? Yes. Okay. Yes. There's okay. going to be a section or two okay. at the Elevate Conference in uh, November in Denver. In Denver, yes. Yeah, I hope so to be there. Be some, should be a be good some, event. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great event. Yes, there will be some head sessions 
there, and there will be specific presentations at the Elevate Conference. And I think that uh, we also have a series of, I'd hesitate, Randy, to call them articles, but we will be writing about specific aspects and facets of the captive in the Zweig letter. Sure, sure. So, and some of our partners also in this endeavor will be writing in the, the Zweig letter as well. So again, we will we will be reaching out to people with general as well as specific educational intent, yeah. So that people understand this, yeah. I mean, best use cases and uh-huh. you know prior experiences and and the way things have yes. worked out. So yeah, yes. ab- absolutely. Um, yes. yes. Uh, well, I'm, I'm. Well, yeah. Nobody can see my face right now, but I, <laughs> I'm just as excited as Nathan as he's explaining this to me and and uh, you know and and as he's made a decision and a commitment to come over and join Zwei Group. I think it's. It's certainly a great decision that he's made. Uh, Zwei Group is going to be opening up a future office in Little Rock, and that's where Dathan is based out of. But I mean, the bottom line is uh, he's going to be wherever this program needs to be. So I think that's exciting to kind of see what the future holds. Yes, this particular engagement will be successful if we in- infect people with some enthusiasm to find <laughs> out about this, which I would encourage you yeah, to do. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Well, that, that's what we're going to do. And like I said, I mean, it's, it's it's just like the same thing with, you know, research development tax credits. It's There's always a learning curve with yep. anything new yep. that the industry is trying to adopt or trying yep. to understand. There'll be a learning curve with this and understanding the idea about, you know, making your firm its own insurance company. Yes. And that's, you know, if I wanted to yes. dumb it down to a simple <clears throat> statement, that would be that. But then it's like, there's a lot of well, there's a lot that goes into that, but it, just to simplify it and to understand that you start to control your risk factor, you know what your risk factor is, and uh, this gives you much a, a greater measure of control over the process. And it ultimately, depending on how you set up your vehicle, this will ultimately create a tremendous earnings and a tremendous tax shelter for the organization as yep. well. Am I correct with that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Randy, that's correct. One of the one of the things that on the tax side, it absolutely is tax advantaged. But that is not to say that we take an aggressive tax position on that. Again, that's that really gets into the weeds. But we are very neutral on tax risk to the parent. But we are very clean and clear about the tax advantages to the earnings in the investment portfolio that's tied into this. That's part of the education because, again, we can get into the weeds and, and, and I would prefer not to scare anybody off on the tax issues, but we will, we will manage your expectations and your risk profile on taxes so that you can make completely informed decisions. And I will tell you personally, I'm tax risk averse. Averse, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Aren't, aren't, very, we <laughs> yes. <laughs> aren't we all? Yes. Aren't we all? Yeah. You know, if I, if I never yeah. have to talk to the IRS, I'm happy as a clam. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, well, man, I, Dathan, I love that. That's great. I, I'm going to make sure that everybody gets this information and get your contact information. I'm just going to throw out there that Dathan's email address is dgaskill, G-A-S-K-I-L-L at zweiggroup.com. For those of you that are chomping at the bit to to shoot him an email, do that today after you listen to this podcast episode to say, hey, I just heard you and Randy talking about this program. I'd love to learn more. And he will oblige you and, absolutely. Uh, and take care of you. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. any last words that you'd like to share before we close out? No, just, uh, other than, Randy, then other than just thank you for the opportunity. This is, uh, this is exciting. And I am... Um, 
well motivated to make some things happen. Yeah. Well, I don't think this will be the last time that we'll be talking and I'm sure that we'll, te- we'll tease out some other sections as we go a little deeper in this and, yep. and kind of explain things to people. And as we, as we, you know, create more use cases and, and, and opportunities to tell success stories, I think it'll be important to share those here anecdotally on the podcast. Oh, you bet. You bet. You bet. Yeah. So, Dathan Gasco, thank you so much. New managing director here at Zwei Group, folks. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thanks, Randy. Absolutely. Well, folks, there you have it. Another episode of the Zwei Letter Podcast. To learn more about one of the oldest newsletters in the design industry, visit thezweigletter.com. You can read articles online. Listen to this podcast, of course, and sign up for a free subscription to the newsletter and have it delivered right into your email inbox every Monday morning. Sign up today. For more info about Zwei Group's advisory services and this new program that Dathan is doing or any Zwei Group publications, visit ZweigGroup.com. You can also subscribe to the Zweig Letter podcast wherever you listen to it. And please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Zweig Letter Podcast. We hope that you can be part of elevating the industry and that you can apply our advice and information to your daily professional life. For a free digital subscription to the Zweig Letter, please visit thezweigletter.com slash subscribe to gain more wisdom and inspiration in addition to information about leadership, finance, HR, and marketing your firm. Subscribe today.